Hi friends, it's Pastor Drew Wilkerson from Bridgewater Church. Hey, thanks for stopping by this podcast. It's our prayer that as you listen, God will speak to your heart and you will feel inspired and you'll learn new things that will help you in your daily walk with God and just in life in general. So again, thanks for stopping by and thanks for listening. Well, good morning, Bridgewater Church. It is great to see you. My prayer has been that you had a great Thanksgiving. And now, believe it or not, we're in the countdown for Christmas. This is the first Sunday in Advent, and I'm excited to talk throughout this month about a series that I've entitled, I Love Christmas Because. Why do you love Christmas? What are your favorite things? The decorations? Is it the carols, the songs? Uh, Maybe you love Christmas because of the good food and wonderful cookies. In fact, I love eggnog, and I just had my first taste. I don't know why you love Christmas, but I love Christmas because, most of all, God gives. God gives incredible gifts, and the best gift we've ever received is the gift of his son, Jesus Christ. And that's what I want to just spend a few minutes unpacking this morning. I want to talk about what it means for God to give. And there's one word in particular I want you to focus on. I love Christmas because God gives the unexpected. God gives, here it is, the unexpected. And we're going to look at Luke chapter 1 and spend some time in the story when Mary was told by the angel Gabriel that she would become the mother of the Son of God. So let's get started. Luke chapter 1, verses 26 through 27. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The very first insight that just jumps off the page in this passage is that God gives unexpected blessings. You see the reference to Elizabeth, who was the cousin to Mary. She had been said for for decades, she had not been able to birth a child. But then God gave her and Zechariah a child. It's incredible. A beautiful story. But now we see a bridge being built. And the most incredible part of this story is that Gabriel, God's messenger, comes and delivers a life-altering, a historical shift when he begins to speak to Mary about the birth of the Messiah. As I begin reading this, I realize that it must have startled Mary in an incredible way. Just think about it. If you had seen an angel... Would you have been uh, flustered? Would you have been overwhelmed? I think Mary was. 
But the greeting he brings is very unique. He says, greetings you who are highly favored, the Lord is with you. Later in the story, we know that Mary will have some fear, will address that. But what I'm so impressed with as I look at the story is that Mary, even though she might have been flustered or overwhelmed, she didn't limit how God would communicate with her. Just think about the entire Christmas story. We have shepherds and angels. We see wise men. Then there's Mary and Joseph and the baby Jesus. God has so many wonderful ways of communicating to us, and that's one of the reasons I love Christmas. I love Christmas because God gives unexpected blessings if we, like Mary, are willing to receive what God is saying to us. I was reminded this week of a passage in Ephesians chapter 3, verses 20 through 21. This is a passage where Paul writes, he says, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Did you catch those words that Paul writes? He says, God is immeasurably able to do more than we can ask and imagine. We can't overlook how God chose to communicate with Mary. Because when he did, the very first thing that we realize is that God gives unexpected blessings. In fact, that's a challenge for us right now as we begin this Christmas season. I know we had to leave Thanksgiving so quickly, but as we begin to prepare for the coming of the Christ child once again in this season, as we open our hearts and we open our minds, what I think is so important is that you and I realize that God is ready to give unexpected blessings to all of us, regardless of whether we, 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 we know what's coming, we are prepared, when God does something miraculous, what we need to do is have an attitude of anticipation because God is going to give us the blessing of the unexpected. But that's just the beginning of the story with Mary. Let's go over to Luke chapter 1, verse 28. The angel went to her and said, Greetings you who are highly favored, the Lord is with you. Now we've already talked about this verse a little bit, but what I want you to hone in on is this phrase, highly favored. How about that? Highly favored. The phrase is interesting because what it literally says in the Greek language is that God bathed Mary in the special honor of his grace. Think about that. There was an unmerited grace that was given to Mary. Now, we can't overlook the passage without saying that Mary was special. Obviously, Mary was special. 
In fact, throughout history, Mary's role of courageous faith cannot be overlooked or diminished. But I want you to take inventory for just a moment. Is there really any person at all that is worthy of the sacrifice that Jesus made to leave the appearance of glory and take on the human flesh of, of a man to become a baby in a manger only to become our sacrifice on the cross. None of us are worthy of that. But Pastor Chuck Swindoll gives this insight about God's incredible grace. He writes, grace has to be the loveliest word in the English language. It embodies almost every attractive quality we hope to find in others. Grace is a gift of the humble to the humiliated. Grace acknowledges the ugliness of sin by choosing to see beyond it. Grace accepts a person as someone worthy of kindness despite whatever grime or hard-shelled casing keeps him or her separated from the rest of the world. Grace is a gift of tender mercy when it makes the least sense. Oh man, God gives unexpected grace. That's why I love Christmas. I'm reminded, I don't deserve God's grace. I don't deserve God's forgiveness. But every time I receive it, it reminds me that God is such a great God. And if we are willing to receive Jesus, not simply as the child in the manger, but if we'll receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior, then God gives us this incredible grace that's unending. It's incredible. It's amazing. In fact, can I just stop right here in this message and say, if you're listening to these words and you think you don't deserve forgiveness, you don't deserve a new start, a new beginning, stop what you're doing right now and listen carefully. Mary reminds us that God gives unexpected grace, not because we're worthy, not because we should be given it, we deserve it, but God gives grace because he loves us so much. And that's why God gave grace to Mary, preparing her to give a child to the world that would become our Savior. Man, I love this story. Can we continue? Let's go to Luke chapter 1, 29 through 37 and continue to understand what happened next in this epic, epic story that is so life-changing. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? The angel said, the Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. 
Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who was said to be unable to conceive in her, is in her sixth month. For no word from God will ever fail. Here's the next insight from this story. I love Christmas because God gives unexpected opportunities of trust. Often when God gives us unexpected blessings, when God gives us unexpected grace, it can be only natural to hesitate as God begins to share his next steps. Okay, we, we've received God's blessings. That's beautiful. And then God says, I want to give you unexpected grace because you're, you're, you're favored. You're loved by me. That's beautiful. But God says, now I want to give you an unexpected opportunity to trust me as we move from where we are to where God wants us to be. Don't you love this about Mary? Now remember, she's young. She's a teenage girl. She's pledged to be married to Joseph. But they haven't had any type of sexual intimacy between them. God's people, the Jewish people, were very adamant about the steps of being betrothed to one another, courting one another, being engaged to each other. She's a virgin. And all of a sudden, Gabriel says, you're going to conceive a son. Mary was young, but she wasn't too young. She understood that, that, that there was a, a missing link here. She's like, how could this be? And then we're told, and I love the honesty in the story that Luke gives us. We're told that Mary was greatly troubled. It literally means she was agitated. Here's another great word to describe Mary. Her soul was disturbed. When was the last time that you were agitated? When was the last time that your soul was disturbed by news that you were given? Perhaps it was news that not only was unexpected, but it was life-altering. We've, we've been through moments like that in our lives. Some to greater degrees than others. And then, in this story, Gabriel realizes, as God's angelic messenger, he realizes that Mary is struggling with this news. It's great news. It's exciting news. But no one had consulted Mary. Nobody had asked Mary what it was that she wanted. And then all of a sudden, Gabriel says to Mary, fear not. Can I give you the literal rendering of this phrase? He says, Mary, forbid your fears from taking over. Wow. Wow. How do you do that? When you're getting overwhelmed by something, when you don't know what the outcome is going to be, when you're waiting on a test from the hospital to come back, when, when you're waiting for a door to open, when you feel like all doors are closed, when something tragic has happened and you're not sure what steps to take next, 
How do you stop and say, fear not, I'm going to trust in God. I'm going to put my faith in Him. That's why I love Mary. I love this story about her life, but more than that, I love the fact that Mary is honest, she's transparent, she's agitated, she's overwhelmed, but she begins to wrestle with the decision to trust God in an unexpected opportunity of His grace. I've enjoyed following the career of Senate Chaplain Rear Admiral Dr. Barry Black. I was even privileged to hear him speak once. And I think about all of the obstacles that Dr. Black has had to overcome. Getting an education, uh, being a young African-American in a time that was very limiting, a struggle with friends and, and, and moving through education. And I happened on to an insight that Dr. Black gave about his life. He writes, as I reflected on what really made the essential differences in my life, I quickly examined many factors. A godly mother and a supportive extended family with important factors, as was being blessed with some intellectual muscles and a desire to know God. I couldn't forget the friends and mentors who encouraged me and modeled an exemplary work ethic. But the critical factor was my commitment to never underestimate. Catch that now, please, friends. The critical factor was my commitment to never underestimate the unfolding of God's loving providence and to expect the unexpected. This meant seeking God's will and pursuing His purposes. Please, please track with this. As we begin this beautiful Advent season, and we prepare our hearts to welcome the coming of the Christ child, who would become the Savior, King. Realize that God gives unexpected opportunities of trust. Sometimes those come out of places of great fear. Sometimes when we're the most afraid, a door opens where we can trust God and put our faith in Him. Why? Because God wants us to grow closer to Him and realize that our lives and our purpose are rooted in His grace. But sometimes we, we find that in our greatest troubles and difficulties, there is a strong temptation to run the opposite direction. But that's where Mary reminds us. She's, she's telling us, don't, don't give in. Don't give in to fear. Instead, put your trust in the living God. In fact, before we ever move to our final verse, I want you to realize this. That Mary looks at Gabriel and she goes, I don't get it. I don't know how things are going to work out. Explain this to me. And here's what Gabriel says. 
The power of God, the Holy Spirit of God will overshadow. The word overshadow indicates the powerful presence of God. The literal word is to envelop. It's the same idea, the same wording when Jesus was on the mountain of transfiguration. And and before he went to the cross, the power of the Holy Spirit enveloped Peter, James, and John. Everyone was, was caught up in it. Listen, hear me. God is giving us unexpected opportunities of trust this Christmas. And that's why I love Christmas. Whatever we've been through, whatever the difficulties, whatever the sorrows and the pain, whatever the joys, whatever the accomplishments that you've been through, no matter how people bail on you and walk away from you, God, when Jesus is your Savior, when we lean into him and trust him by faith, fear melts away. And God will give us New doors, unexpected new doors of opportunities to trust him. We just have to be open. And that leads to Luke 138. So what was Mary's answer? I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. She said, may your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. I love Christmas because God gives unexpected joy. Mm. Do do you ever think of the story this way? Do you ever let this soak into your mind at Christmas time? Mary could have said no. Joseph did originally. When Joseph would find out from Mary that she was pregnant with the Messiah, Joseph planned in his mind that he would quietly divorce her. Now, thank God he didn't do it. But Mary, we most often think of her as a young woman who simply said yes. That's true, she did. But it was more than a simple yes. Mary chose to commit her entire life, not as as an oppressive slavery, but Mary made a decision of voluntary submission to God. Mary was no longer going to be a young and frail teenager. In this moment, Mary became a servant of God, ready to fulfill God's eternal plan for the world. What about you and me? Are you and I ready to say yes to the next level? It would be easy to get caught up in all the things that we don't understand and the things that are overwhelming to us and the things that aren't right. But here is what happens God is giving us not only unexpected opportunities to trust him but God gives unexpected joy but notice that the joy comes after we say yes we've got to lean in by faith we have to be like Mary who had extraordinary humility and incredible tenacity and then when she said yes there was incredible joy, unexpected joy. John 3.16 comes to mind. You you probably know the verse. Just read it with me as you're you're, uh, watching this or if you're listening to it on a podcast. Just, you know the verse. Let's say it together. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son 
that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Isn't that a beautiful phrase? For God so loved the world, he gave. God loved the world so much that he gave. This is what I am thrilled about with Mary. Mary said, I'm the Lord's servant. Mary made herself available to God. She replied, may it be unto me as you have said. Then the power of God came over her. She conceived. Her life would be changed, but so would ours. Because God gave unexpected joy when Mary said yes, and Jesus the Messiah would be born. It's all in the name, isn't it? Jesus. The name Jesus means God saves. God saves us from our our sins. God saves us from despair. God saves us from believing that this world is the last destination. God saves us, not only now in this moment when we ask Jesus to be our Savior, but God saves us that someday we will be with Him for eternity. The great pastor Charles Spurgeon once wrote this, Rejoice you who feel that you are lost. Your Savior comes to seek and save you. Be of good cheer, you who are in prison, for he comes to set you free. You who are famished and ready to die, rejoice that he has consecrated for you a Bethlehem, a house of bread, and he has come to be the bread of life to your souls. Rejoice, O sinners everywhere, for the restorer of the castaways, the Savior of the fallen, is born. Oh, I love Christmas because God gives. Can I ask you to do something with me this morning? It's not an unusual request, but I want it to be fresh. I want it to be new. Would you just right now hold out your hands? Do that. Hold out your hands and this morning, please, wherever you are, just if you're in your car, make sure you pull over, but, but hold your hands out, cup them together as if you're ready to receive the gifts that God wants to give. They're unexpected, but wow, they're real. They're beautiful. I love Christmas because God gives. Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, right now, I know in my heart and mind, I have an unexpected joy as I am sharing this message and preparing for the wonderful season of Advent. God, I know that things in life aren't perfect, and yet we serve a perfect God when Jesus is our Savior. Jesus, thank you so much for coming as a child into the manger But God, I'm so grateful that you chose a plan that was unexpected. You gave the best you had to give in your son through a virgin named Mary. And oh, how I'm thankful she reminds us that even today, we can be your servants if we will say yes. Fill up our 
hands, fill up our hearts, fill up our minds with the perfect gifts you have waiting for us this season. For those that are sorrowful and struggling, those that feel that they're captive to their fears, God, help us to be set free to believe that the best is yet to come. We love you and we give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Wow, I love you so much. I believe that prayer. Will you reach out to Pastor Liz? Will you tell her how, how you're, what you're believing for? But also, let us know how to pray for you. Give us insights into what we can do to partner with you so you don't feel alone. You're not. We love you and we care about you. And until we see each other again, take heart and be transformed. Hey friends, thanks for listening. And if you want to be a part of our e-family, then all you have to do to join us is click the link below and you can check us out on our YouTube page. You can also join us on social media. And if you'd like to support the ministry, then just click the link to give. We're so grateful for all of our partners and together we can do more than we can alone. So again, thanks to all of you for listening to this podcast and also thank you for helping us reach people around the world for Jesus Christ.